The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack I'm Newman. Flynn. I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Peter Dancy. And I'm Ben Haworth. And I'm spitting out a uh, cop trap because you don't want to hear that on this show. Um, <laughs> this is the Movie Gang Podcast. What was the term you had, Trevor? You had a good Movie one. Gang Bondcast. Bondcast. We're doing it. I like We're that. We're I like doing that. It. Yeah. Special edition. That's going to... It will be it will be highly it'll be highly involved in our, our Twitter post from Hell now yes. on. <laughs> Hell yeah. And Hell this yeah. week we are talking about uh, one of the more uh, uh, hotly debated, contested, and I think we will cerebral. We will, cerebral. We will, we will similarly <laughs> battle it out from early reactions from folks on here. because uh, this is uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. The one that has always been noticed, the one with the one James Bond who did it once. Uh, it is, of course, George Lazenby's one and only Bond. Uh, but I should first first point out that uh, unlike Common Reaction, it was not because he was uh, considered so bad that he never came back. Though some people may feel that way. We'll see. Um, it is simply that he uh, turned to a hippie after this movie. Uh, straight up, he uh, he... Uh, went to the premiere, and they were like, shave the beard. And he's like, no. And then he talked with a bunch of hippies, and he was like, yeah, Bond Square. I'm going to do cool art films. <laughs> he didn't do cool art films, and he regrets it to this day. And I met him in person. We'll get into that story at some point. Oh. Um, did he? Did he? Oh, oh man, that's a fucking oh. hell of a story. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. it's an interesting one. And uh, let's just first talk about, of course, uh, all the things that we do. So, the synopsis is, while on leave, British agent James Bond prevents a young woman, Teresa Draco, from committing suicide. Her father is Mark Ande Draco, the head of a powerful crime syndicate who is impressed by Bond and wants him to protect his daughter by marrying her off. In exchange, he offers Bond information which will lead him to his archenemy, Ernst Stavro Blofeld. At first, Bond agrees to the deal purely to fulfill his objective to kill Blofeld, but later grows to love Tracy. But when the British learn that Blofeld plans to destroy man with a deadly virus with some interesting ladies, uh, 007 is torn between his loyalty to his country and his love for Tracy. Uh, this is, of course, the one and only film starring George Lazenby as James Bond, taking over Sean Connery in a sandwich role, who will come back next uh, week. Uh, and, of course, also stars... Unfortunately. Diana Rigg, the great Diana Rigg, as Countess Tracy de Vienzo. And, uh, spoiler alert, eventually Tracy Bond. Telly Savalas stars as Ernst Stavro Brofot. Yes, Kolchak himself. Not Kolchak, what was it? Uh, Kojak. Kojak himself. It's yeah, mm, Kojak. Uh, stars as Blofeld this time, setting up the whole uh, Blofeld will be a different actor in every movie thing. Um, and you have Gabriel Frenzi as Mark Ande Draco, Ilsa Steppet as Irma Blunt. Of course, you still got Bernard Lee, Desmond Llewellyn, and Lois Maxwell as their respective characters coming back. And you have lots and lots of attractive uh, models 
that uh, George Lazenby claimed to me that he had sex with all of them. Um, he's an interesting man. He's a very <laughs> God, weird man. That is, that is him. It sounds yep. like. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, this is uh, directed by I, Peter Hunt, of, who is the editor of the last five films, which is very interesting. His one and only time taking over as a. Uh, he actually traded uh, editing. Um, you only live twice for this. You only live twice. Apparently, has had a just truly awful first cut that was completely unwatchable. Apparently, because he had left because he was tired of Bond. So they said, "Come back." So he's like, "Okay, I fucking I will come that. back and edit uh, this film, but you gotta let me direct the next one." And they let him direct the next one, and they blamed him for it not working. And so he never worked with them again, which is too bad because I think this is uh, it's always interesting when an editor becomes a director. In my opinion, but uh, it's because I'm an editor. Uh, screenplay. Mm-hmm. By- is, is, yeah, I was, I was about, I was about to say <laughs> it. I'm like, oh, really it's Roger Deakins film coming out. Yeah, it's only this yeah. And, yeah, it's and, right, uh, probably and, and Walter yeah. Murch, the only two. Um, oh yeah, from yeah. Return to Oz. Uh, and screenplay by Richard Maybaum, of course, based on the novel Honor, Secret Magic, Secret Service by Ian Fleming. Music once again by John Barry. Cinematographer by Michael. Read and this time is edited by John Glenn, who will also one day go on to direct Bond films. The sort of interesting thing with their editors will later direct them, though he will direct many more than Peter. All right, that's enough preamble. Let's talk about this weird, weird movie <laughs> and uh, a movie that uh, the likes of Steven Soderbergh, the the, the director of the much discussed Haywire, <laughs> and uh, Christopher Nolan, who clearly rips off the uh, final set piece of this for Inception, uh, love, and I love, but I know there's some who do not love, so I want to start negative. Sarah, give me your thoughts on this movie. Let's start this off. I'm building myself up. On I the hated it. I could tell. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, okay. we. It was. It was very clear from the chat. Yeah. There, there are a few things that I liked about it. I absolutely adore. Diana Rigg. She is my favorite Bond girl thus far from all of the films we've reviewed. Um, I did actually really enjoy, we'll call it the last, what, 30 or 45 minutes of the film where they go back to the fortress to rescue her and it actually became more of like an action spy thing. I thought all of that was very well done. And I hated the rest of it. It was... I mean... There, there has been blatant misogyny and racism in, in Bond before, but it just seemed so much more overt in this film than in any other Bond form we have film that we have seen yet. And we'll talk about those issues more as we get to them in our discussion of the events of the film. But it just made me so mad, so mad. I'm- I'm I'm interested to talk about I'm actually am very interested to talk about that because like I do my immediate reaction is this is not as I'll, I'll say this my my immediate re, my I'm torn on this movie because I do think this is one of the better Bond films for for like the way it's made obviously the like the the it is a separate issue about it's like setup and 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 like it's issues with race and everything else it, it does not bother me as much as you only live twice or uh or like goldfinger's That's classic fair. scenes and and you know we've, yeah. we've talked about the you know the rape of pussy galore essentially that should have bothered me a lot more than it did and the you know um, right. appropriation of japanese culture and you and you only live twice should have bothered me a lot more than it did maybe 
this was just like the culmination of all of those things. And finally, just like, I cannot take it anymore. I'm done. I think that maybe this may be a little bit of a breaking point for me as well. It's not it's interesting to to talk about because like I we were I'll get to like kind of my thoughts about it later. But like it definitely was like I, I feel like in my mindset, OHMS was like a turning point in my belief about Bond. Like this is for me, like in, in my canon or in my head canon, one of the first really, really great Bond movies. And I didn't I think returning into it was a little bit awkward. I Diana Rigg carries it just like I freaking remember yep. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I remember it not being as sexist as it was. I like I, I thought, well, this is not the sexist bond. And then I like got into this and I was well, like, Well, there Whoa. is a weird pivot Whoa. that is like almost like makes it worse that like they try for a second. I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, that actually, I think that might be a great way to do it. This Bond is trying. This Bond is trying to produce a really, really good film. And I'm not sure that it's always successful, but I do think it is upper echelon in terms of like Bond canon. Uh, it doesn't come close to like kind of the best Bonds. I agree with that. But like it, it's definitely up there. And the question is, is that it's kind of in this valley of like, you know, it's like this uncanny valley of like, is it, it doesn't have kind of the rest of like the bond goofiness to fall back on. And thus now it's like, it's like, it takes itself. Oh, very it definitely seriously. has the goofiness. Oh, yeah. Did you see that, that jab? That, 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 that puffy yeah. that, I mean, the first scene, I'm like, oh, that, damn, that's a puffy shirt. And then the jabbit comes out, which is like the Austin Powers thing. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's where it comes from. This is the one with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is like no one sees this movie and there are so many Austin Powers jokes from this movie. Mm-hmm. Like clearly the Austin Powers crew, like this or You Only Live Twice is clearly their favorite movie by far. Oh, and that's another thing is we need to talk about Bond masquerading as a gay man. Uh, if you I want to talk about homophobia, about Sarah, yeah. so this is part of the problem yeah. about this movie. So, I mean, I'm sorry, but before we get there, we can let's let's hear Trevor's and, and Peter's opinions on this before I <laughs> completely lose my mind with the reasons I hate mm. this film. Yeah, I do feel like we are going to, like, fall apart at some point. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Well, go ahead, Trevor. I want to hear you first. OK, um, I I'm still mildly positive on this. I think it's just a little fascinating. You know, they I and this is me like getting into the like free production YouTube documentaries I'm watching now where like they were kind of going to go with a more modern person. And they literally decided on a Sean Connery clone to where when Lazenby tried out, he like got his hair cut at the same place and was like, make me look like Sean Connery. And then he like went to Sean Connery's tailor and is like, do you can you tell me how to like find a suit like Sean Connery's like well we have this one he didn't pick up and he's like perfect I'm gonna put on Sean Connery's suit I'm gonna be Sean and it's just like when I don't know it's funny how like almost more classy he is like he comes back at Diana Riggs character's father being like uh no she needs a psychiatrist she does not need a man clearly she needs a psychiatrist I'm not what do you mm." and like in the first scene where she's like offering him sex as like payment for a favor, which is awkward. It's like blows my mind that he says, put your clothes on and like, let's talk. And like, of course they still have sex by the end of it, but it is like, it's like they almost tried for a little bit. And then of course, later in the film, he uses the same line twice on two different women, like in in, in the base and everything and all that. It, 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 It does have, it does have a certain energy. And it's also like, I do think that like, and weirdly uses I, I don't think I, also I this is like this. the one where I watch Bond being bored reading a playboy while he waits for a safe cracking machine to just do the spy stuff for him and I'm just like that was the moment in the film where I'm like okay this is different 
this is weird. What am I watching? <laughs> I, I, I messaged y'all about that exact scene as I was watching. Like, and he's using a glorified fax machine to crack a safe. Turns out it is, in fact, a fax machine. It yeah. does the I, fax it. Yeah, I, I really yeah. hope that like Playboy paid them a fuckload right. of money. That's like all I can well, think. It's very it's like, I really too. hope it's like this is also I feel like the most because the 60s get the most 60s at the end. Almost every decade does. You know, like when we think of the 90s, you think of the late 90s or you think of the 80s, you think of the late 80s. That's when the decade defines itself, really. Yeah. And this is just like heavy hippie influenced 60s as much as Bond would. Because, I mean, let's this is still the Bond that like. Did the whole like the Beatles aren't worth listening without earmuffs? It's like, oh boy, <laughs> you sound behind the times. Um, so there's always a squareness to the way they interact with culture at the time, but uh, there certainly is a lot of elements of free love and hippie niche in a uh, more conservative filter <laughs> about that. And I think the spy stuff is also that same thing where it's like. This is definitely the case of there's just spy stuff that is cool and ages well. There's spy stuff that just looks lame now. And this is a good example of that where it's like, I think in 1969, a, a, like a you've seen a million safe cracking movies. And then Bond just plugs it in and it's so high tech. You just can read a magazine and doesn't give a shit. And like that was like, oh, cool. And now we're like, that's really right. bulky and right. lame and weird. Um, a, a perfect yeah. example is... Uh, from another favorite of mine that y'all probably won't like either, uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. There's this great oh. reveal where they're like, we're going to reveal the cool new Bond gadget. And it's a, it's a jet ski. It was the first time a jet ski had been in a movie ever. And it looks like he is riding a lawnmower. It is huge and bulky <laughs> and uh. not sexy at all. And just 50-year-old Roger Moore is like, <laughs> it just looks terrible. But you can just imagine in 1971, they're like, 76 or whatever, they're like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> a boat you can sit on. Um, so I do think there is that uh, no, clash that's... in this movie, and and I think the fashion is just not as classy as the six, early sixties. Is more garish. It's the same kind of powder blue that my dad wore to his wedding. Uh, he wore a powder blue tuxedo. It is so oh, wow. ugly. <laughs> it is incredible. I love those pictures. Um, and I think you have have a clash like that. That is that is, I don't know for for some not uh, exciting. Uh, but yes, uh, Peter. Before we before I get on my my rant a little bit more, uh, what do you think of this? Because you you just watched it. You literally we literally we, we, we pushed it back evening. so because we wanted you to see this. We needed all the opinions thank you. on this one. And 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 thank you for that. Yeah. No, this was a weird movie to watch. And and. and I guess in a similar way, where with, with, with Trevor, with Trevor, where he was like, "Yeah, no, he gets to just sit back and wa- and watch and watch this shit work while he reads Playboy," and you're like, "This is different." For me, that scene happened when when it was him and Tracy having basically their falling in love montage. Oh and God, I, yeah. For, yeah. For a second, for a second, I had to like kind of pause to myself because I'm like. What kind was, of movie am I watching? Am I watching a spy weird. movie or am I watching a romance or am I watching a rom-com? Because this could, because this is taken straight out of a rom-com. Like they're like, they, they're, yeah. they're, they're going shopping, they're eating, they're like going for a walk, they're on horseback riding. It's like, what is this shit? 
it, it's really different all the way around. It's also like I think that it's I think it's more affecting the audience now than it was. Div. It's definitely like a Harry Potter Alfonso Cuaron effect where he takes over, redefines the series. And then everybody initially, even though it's like an infinitely better movie, everybody's I, I assume that's what happened. I, I had I, that I, I moment. Yeah, that was take my off. Mm. Yeah. What, but it's also just like from it, even it's funny to go back in time and experience that as a new viewer just to like because I've never watched them in order. I saw OHMSS in out of context and just watching it in the context of the rest of the Bond films. I'm like, wow, this was they were really trying to recontextualize Bond into something like it, it's it's funny to me. It's really funny to me that we were trying to remake Bond already. And he like was already out of date. And yeah, one of the ladies oh, yeah. in the right. interviews, he's like, I, I didn't think this guy was making it out of the 60s. I, I, I thought I was done. I thought right. maybe one yeah. more. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. like there's that's no it. way. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's it's it's just I think that's I think that's and that's also going to be my point here because like, ah, uh, man, it's going to be this weird thing where I'm like, I'll talk about it later. I don't want to I don't want to like start. I don't want to take over. I have a bit that I'm ready to do. I'll do it before he the has, end. He I'm has sorry. a whole he has a whole speech prepared, guys. <laughs> he's ready. Yeah. He's, he's locked and loaded, ready to go. Not it's not a bad thing. It's more about Bond in no, general. Yeah. So it's not like uh, it's OH OHMSS is my breaking point on something else. It's not like it's not like OHMSS definitely is like one of the better Bond films. I'm still I still think that I, I still think that I, I, I think the problem is like we're in the category of accepting the better Bond films is because we got to accept like just general racism. And I'm like, okay, well, shit. Well, I don't know. I have this, I have this notion that like Roger at the turning point of Roger Moore, everything gets better for sexism and racism. Uh, and I thought OHMSS was included in that. And I don't feel that way. And I think that was, it was, it was kind of shocking to me because I, I have a very, I have a very, different vision of it in my head than when I rewatched it. And it was just very different. I understand why this is popular. I think it's, I think it's a, a it's, it's going to have a cult following just on the basis of how fucking weird it is. B it's, it's just, it's also kind of a better movie than a lot of the different bonds. Oh, I think the stuff it's definitely that better works, than the one after this works very, very well. Uh, like uh, Sarah says, I don't think they've Dan had Ricks. It's the the storming of the compound at the end is one of their best action scenes ever, and they just take it. And again, it's very much Peter Hunt going back to like, let's go back to the 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 early ones. Let's just make it a an, an exciting action scene without comedy. And I think that's the thing you will lose when the more era comes is they're mostly comedy scenes, and even the mm. stunts that are exciting are comedy. Like in infamously, they do this amazing spiral car stunt in Man with the Golden Gun, and they fuck it up completely by just one mute, by one cue, one music cue, where they add a fucking slide whistle, and they ruin the perfect Aww. stunt. And literally, people have done a fan edit that's just no slide whistle, where it's just, you can watch it, and they've replaced it with car sounds, and it's a million times better. Um, but that also has a, like, hilarious redneck sheriff Who's all like, like, yeah. So, oh goodness. The, and uh, boy, boy, am I excited to watch racist cop, funny cop man right now. Um, so, my apologies for that. Uh, Sarah, part of the problem for me is that I worry you've given up too quickly because you have diamonds are forever. <laughs> It is so much worse <laughs> in everything you're worried about. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so much more boring. 
It's so much more sexist. Oh, it's so much more oh, homophobic. God. It oh, has God. it has gay oh, murderers who are gay lover murderers who are terrible. Oh, no. oh, 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 oh wait, oh wait, the lesbian couple that like that like Death. flips around. Oh, yeah. There's two. Oh, there's God, a le- yes. there's a killer lesbian couple and a killer oh, gay male couple. Bambi. That's right. There's two. Uh, Bambi and yes. Thumper. Bambi and Thumper. Thumper. Oh, and Daff Mr. is Kid the worst. No, Daff. Yep. Played by Chris Glover's oh dad and a jazz guitarist. Yeah. I'm not even yeah. kidding. And, 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 and you know what? I do think it's kind of sad because it's definitely clear to me. Diamonds Are Forever is clearly a reaction to the non-success of this movie. Yes. They brought back Sean Connery they and they're like, money. the 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 racist dads are our mark target market. <laughs> let's get more Playboys and let's do this. Yeah, and if you think <laughs> like, like the, uh, the ending of, you know. This film is so like dark and moody and leaves you on such a different note for a Bond film. Watch uh, Diamonds Are Forever right after and watch Sean Connery be introduced by choking a woman with her own bikini top. And you're like, oh, boy, <laughs> we're just right back into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he drowns a lot no, of women honestly, in that movie. <laughs> this movie is, I don't want to, want to say like yeah. just because that movie is so much worse than this movie, this makes this movie better. Yeah. I do agree that part of that is maybe I'm just like, this leaves on such a good note and Diamonds Forever I hate so fucking much. I may not even rewatch right, it. Right, right, I'm, right. I'm warning you like I should, but I don't know I, if I physically I, can. <laughs> it, it, it is like, it is, I will say this, I, I have a little bit of bond exhaustion at this point. I'm very concerned for it. I need like, I need we to get, to, I need to get break. to the man with golden guy. There's I, other it, it, movies it, 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 Austin Powers right now. Or we something. can watch I, 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 we'll, we'll talk, I'll talk at the end about well, this. We watch, I may, it may we be like. We watch I, this and then Austin Powers because Austin Powers does take right. a lot yeah. from times are forever mainly because like the vegas stuff right. and he does a lot of vegas stuff in right. austin powers movies it also contextualizes austin powers it's like it definitely like just well, watching austin more powers bond just makes austin powers better more era more era i will say is a lot more palatable in terms of like well if you're digging it because each one is like the more era is like chipotle it's 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 service it's good <laughs> You know, you're gonna get the same oh experience. I'm doing these metaphors Chipotle again. Right I, 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 I would, I, I would argue just on the basis of sexual representation and everything else, the Boer era is superior to the Connery era. It's but like, I do think there's ground it's just, to it's just, just say solid that. All you know what I mean? It's just like the same thing every year. Like that's that's what I miss is like the Bond just like cranking them out. Now we put so much into them that take five goddamn years to come out in between movies. Now six because of this. Yeah. And it's just like. Yeah. And not and only half of them are good. Yeah, it's <laughs> exhausting. And half of them were good in the and war that's, era. That's the amazing thing And they me. came out every yeah. goddamn year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you got a view to a kill. All right. <laughs> I got a couple more takes about this movie that I want to get into. First of all, sure. Ben telling me that this was directed by the editor of the last film blows my mind because what I was going to say, the other thing about like this trend we've kind of talked about already about them trying to class up Bond in terms of like, you know, being a feeling man and like having an actual relationship, not really being enough, not really doing it for us, but like it's, it's there. They kind of try to do it. The other thing they, other direction they seem to try and go with this is be more realistic in their approach to like the action, I guess. And I just think the camera is on cocaine in this movie. I just think like this is some of the worst action for me that I've seen so far in terms of like the fight scenes. I, 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 I do think I do think that that early fight scene on the beach sets an entirely different tone, that sucks. and that's that the purpose that suck. it sets. I yeah. guess I'm and, thinking and, mostly of and that. And the one. worst part about this movie is the first 20 minutes, where they're just like trying so hard to be like. And this is something again that like 
why I find Bond interesting is trying to. It is the first one to do a major actor replacement, as far as I can see, and like actually, it matters. Like obviously, you'd have like a million people play Sherlock Holmes or like something else, but they were so serialized that no one cared. So it was like, sure, it's a different actor now. But like, it made such a big deal out of having a new actor for this because like people just so associated the character with Connery and it was right after him and it wasn't like a long time. So like the whole opening is just like, this doesn't happen to the other fella. Look at yeah. the camera, dead right. bull. And that then was so like, weird to it me. was so awful. And then I like, he just like, like literally opens up his drawer and he's like, look at all the props from the other movie I have. I'm the oh same Oh my God, person. I forgot about that like, part. They and, try so yeah. hard to be like, remember when I had the, the, the girl and the bikini? Oh, there's the watch. Oh. You know, like, oh, God, we get it. He's the same fucking person. Like, I don't need to see his memorabilia. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Without yeah. that line of, you know, this never would have happened to the other guy. Like, that made it obvious. <laughs> like, I am a new actor coming yeah. into this role. Right. We're, and everyone's we're, just we're like, a far no, away you're from kidding me. Perfect perfect subtlety that is Iron Man 2. The only good subtle thing about Iron Man 2 is when Don yeah, Cheadle dude, shows up after yes. everybody knows the Terrence Howard thing has happened and he just shows up and he goes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hey, it's me, I'm here, it's me, let's get this going. Like literally that's Moving what his line is. And it works in context for why he's there but it's very much like I'm that a- I'm that character now. Deal with it. <laughs> it's it's it is a it is a really good uh, script moment yeah. that's in an otherwise not fantastic no. movie. And again, <laughs> it's, like, like it's, def- says, it's definitely a good line. I've, the enjoyment of this franchise is analyzing it in a very weird film criticy way, and I think that's probably why OHMS is one that doesn't work for most people <laughs> and works for weird yeah. uh, nerds. Uh, they like call him Commander Bond. When did they start calling him Commander Bond? That's he's the always thing been a commander, movie. and he wear he's always worn the naval yeah, jacket. Except for Craig, put Craig in the naval jacket in that movie, man. If he's not in that jacket, and he retires can without please, wearing that jacket, actually, actually, no, can we can we go his, back? His ass go uh, look uh, good. Yeah, the peacoat yeah, I was guy. Say, can we go back to that statement? Can we please put Daniel Craig? <laughs> you go break and, the internet with that shit. No, break my mind. Please. Oh my Like just, just me personally. Just, just for me personally. In terms in terms of bond that actually needs to be in a fucking peacoat. Like, Jesus Christ. Why has Christ. that happened? Just yeah. oh, <laughs> easy. Low hanging fruit, guys. Come on. For real. For real. So much semen. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Sorry. Oh my god. I don't know what I thought. I was, I was on the okay, like, you said that. Until that. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry. Okay, actually, I'm sorry. Okay, actually, because, 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 you, because you brought because you brought up Iron Man too. I, I I just want, I just want to bring up a thought a thought that I had when when Bond when uh, Bond was introduced to uh, Blofeld's Angels of Death. Mm. Um, it, it, it and and how and how he was basically kind of brainwashing all of them to 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 so that, so that when they all like left and went back to their own, went back to like their own individual corners of of, of the globe. They they would they were like. Like, like release this virus shit. It actually kind of remind. It actually kind of reminded me of a of 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 a, of a, of a fan of a fan theory that I've seen for the now delayed uh, Mar- uh Marvel's Black Black Widow film because uh, I, I I've seen I've seen a couple of theories where, where where people have said okay so so like, remember the shot in the trailer where 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 where, the, where um it's all these women in the red room and and if you if you kind of pause it you can if you kind of pause it you can see that they that they're all, they're all of different nationalities different looks different different women um and different women and and, and, so, and someone someone pointed out that that the one that one of the women the one the one of the women if you like paused it and like and, and like 
brighten like brighten the image you can you can see you can see like face 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 paint on face paint on her and it's a black woman and, and so someone was like what if she's from wakanda and and and, and they and they are kind of training these women kind of train, training these women brainwashing them or whatever whatever the deal may be to like send them to to send them to wherever they're from and they and they kind of become like what the winter soldier program was in the mcu it's train these people send them off and have them fuck shit up and like in, in top of governments and for some reason seeing like for some reason just figuring out oh Blofeld is doing this shit to these women so that they go out and like do shit for him. Like just reminded me of that fan theory. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Sorry. That was just, that was a, that was yeah. a, like a little nerd moment for yeah. myself. Well, it, yep. it, again, it works so very much in the Bond way of being both like a perfect kind of dumb villain plot of like brainwash all these girls and they'll go from all around the world as well as just being a very gross sexist bond thing of like now i get every kind of woman i want like yeah and very much uh uh, 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 he he just walks in it's just like oh look ironically i'm not as like upset about the notion of the whole thing versus other things in this movie that bother me but we'll get we'll get to that yeah the whole middle of this movie where it's like investigating the plan i think is i I, the part that i can't give the time of day like it's just so dull to me um i would yeah it's also the part that diana rig isn't in which is i think probably also has a lot to do with it that she is like the most compelling the sheer amount of presence she has is just i don't know if i'm biased and i like her like the game of thrones is the second points is for her in this ranking. Yeah, like, cause yeah. Like, oh, all of the all of the points I'm going to give this film are for Diana. Right? <laughs> because because it's like the second she walks on film and it's just a torso and it's like okay clearly oh. she's supposed to be like yeah, her boobs a in her first point. And, yeah j- boobs first and and then and then she leans down you see your face and you're like okay no like everyone's paying attention to to this woman what's her deal and you find out oh wait no she's like totally fucking cool and interesting. And by the, by the way, dear listeners, if you didn't know this already, uh, Diana Rigg went on in her life to play the very, very badass Elena Tyrell in the Game of Thrones series. I don't Indeed. think we've mentioned that yet. Okay. Um, yes. I did not know this. What the fuck? I know. It's <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah. She is the Queen of Thorns. Yeah, she's the, the one who's the sassy. Tell sassy Cersei one. it was me. I want Cersei to I know was, it was I was me. just about to quote that. Tell Cersei it was yes. me. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah. so iconic. much, so much more respect for that woman now. She oh, has she been is that. iconic forever. She was. She first she, broke out in um, in the show The Avengers, the original Avengers, the Avengers yeah. which is a British show. The original, the actual oh, yeah. good one, yes. <laughs> which is why the show, which is why the Avengers film 2012 had to be released in the UK as Avengers Assemble because. They're still popular, I guess, over there, but it's like an old British spy show that she was in. Um, And she's also in uh, The Midsummer Night's Dream where Judi Dench is naked. So if you've ever seen that movie. The green one. The one where everybody is green and naked. I need to rewatch that. Yes, yes. What? Where Helen Mirren and Judi Dench are naked. What year was that? I haven't seen this version. This is 68. In 1968. Okay. Okay. And yeah, it has Helen Mirren, Judi Dench, Diana Rigg. And Ian Holm. It has like a crazy stacked cast. Bilbo <laughs> yeah, himself. I have to watch. Okay, if we need a bond break, let's fucking watch that. That sounds crazy. Like that. Pretty dope. <laughs> it does sound good. Can, can, I wanted to watch can, every major Midsummer Night's Dream, and I that's uh, one of the ones that I haven't seen in a while. I need to rewatch. I got but shown I that in middle school. Most of them. 
I that's that's a classic I, middle school one where your teacher puts the folder up when whenever exactly, and she was like, <laughs> "No, uh, something's gonna happen when these same with the ladies run Romeo and happens. Juliet." Yes. Did your teachers actually do that? I actually that? never yes. even had the experience of watching oh, it. Man. Of watching it in middle school, the, the, uh, or even that's, high school. The, uh, the closest I got to it was just you, reading the play. That's about it. Usually, by the time I was in high school, man, we were middle school. I don't know, man. We well, were high school. That's fine. But middle, when I was yeah. in the sixth grade, my English teacher wanted us to watch the Kenneth Branagh Much Ado About Nothing, so you can oh, guess yeah. how little we saw of the opening scene with them in the bathhouse. Yeah, I also yeah, yeah that's fair. So that's something else on my list to add. My, Great. My favorite thing oh, about Peter, Much that Ado, is a fantastic film. My ever-growing list of, of of like great films, both old and new, that I have not seen but I need to. Kenneth Brenna and Emma Thompson. And oh, yeah. Keanu oh, yeah. Reeves. Thank you. Wait, what? Enough. This is man. like when, when yeah, it, Emma it, Thompson wasn't horribly pissed off at, at him for cheating on her. So they're really in love right? with each other in that movie. And it's awesome. Like genuinely, you're like, oh, and, uh, she is also, so gorgeous. you have to watch for it because the opening, I can't watch the movie without laughing now because there's this great podcast I love called Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. Of course, okay. that's yes. Denzel Washington and watching his movies. To the it also has Denzel Washington. Yes, Denzel Washington's in it. And like, it's pretty dope because he plays this like half brother and like they're, they don't ever like Kenneth Brown is really good about colorblind casting, which I appreciate. Um, mm. And uh, they, like the opening, is just them like frolicking and bathing. And it's so clear. Denzel Washington's like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> and he just is like sitting there like ah frolicking and he's not doing any of it and it's very funny to watch just like Denzel Lush is like yep, yep. nope it's true does he also have Ian Holm in it I don't does remember uh, it's got a lot of I don't know why up. I think you're right and, and it has the funniest performance in the Shakespeare movie possibly which is uh, Michael Keaton as Dogberry he's incredible yes. in that movie he's yes, so he's good. funny yeah Michael that Keaton. is it is good also a good Michael Keaton role oh, yeah, but uh, uh, he should yeah, be a Bond I, he should be a Bond villain at this point <sighs> they don't do many Americans though but he would be a good Bond villain I'm still waiting for Idris Elba to be cast please Lord give it to me yeah. I feel bad now for I her they're gonna like, do the unknown want... though they, would, they always pick unknowns that they can true craft yeah it's, they, they don't want I think they will yeah. probably yeah. pick someone it was someone Lord Asriel before color. he was James Bond yeah I know he'll be a Bond villain I think will be the consen- con- you know, concession <laughs> he was basically a Bond villain in- oh wait, yeah. wait Elba yeah yeah Elba definitely I feel bad now for like that, dissing I'm the middle portion of this movie. Oh, it, they would probably cast him as M. That would make sense. But it they, does they have do its like moments. Oh, it seems like a I'd stab like a little bit, like, but sure. Yeah. But, but but he'd be the hottest M ever. He'd be like he'd be like the new Spider-Man movie. So it's all of a sudden Aunt May is like a just a just straight up to But at the same time, at the same time, I was so appreciative of, of that casting of, of, of Aunt May because I was just like, finally, she's I not did, I liked su- it. finally she's not yeah. super fucking old. She's his aunt, not his great aunt. I'll tell you why they're not gonna do that, is a lot of people will feel cheated that he was never bond. Do you know oh, why? No, that's yeah, probably absolutely. they'll probably just do their own cut thing. I, I can't I can't oh, imagine yeah. them thinking that's gonna pan out well for them, but uh that's time. Time. Uh, that would sound too, yeah. too much. Yeah, I, yeah. But back to Honor Majesty. Yeah, I, I totally agree that Diana Rigg is, is truly incredible. And she just has one of those faces and that, yeah. that the camera just eats up. And it's something it, it's that... Also, it's also... And, and, and the two best Bond girls for me are her and Eva Green, who in, in Casino mm. Royale. Oh, and yeah. they are the two yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Front, do yeah. fall in love with Bond, which has its own element. And it's unfortunate the best Bond girls are the ones that fall in love right. with Bond. But they tend to also just have a lot and more die. sequences and more... Um, 
agency. She gets agency. to drive the car. Exactly well, it's 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 also like there is this need in the Bond franchise that that empowers the women in a weird sort of way. Like only the most coolest of women could possibly make Bond fall in love. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, it's one of those things where it's like it's weirdly that both of those movies have a need to empower both those characters in such a fashion just for the fact that they could conquer Bond. And I think that's I think it's it's weirdly perverse. I'm not going to call it a good thing. It is weirdly perverse, but it is like it is there and it's Diana Rigg is just like fucking crunching the scenery every scene she's in. And it's one of those things too. I I, I do think that there is a distinct difference in how weak jaw. I don't know why I want to call him weak jaw. He's not weak. He's got a nice jaw. He's a sexy man, but like George Lassenby just feels <laughs> kind of like a Sean Connery he, well, no, it's not that he's even well, he's sexy. Pretty, it's he, not like that's a he, problem. He's, again, he's a very uh, why I like this movie. He's, he doesn't own the scenery. You know what I mean? He doesn't come he does in and like dominate. Job. I don't really have any objection to his performance. I, I agree, I, and, I, and it, I, it, but I think I do watch that movie. And I think okay, this is a person who is more comfortable in still photographs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that's right. what he was. He was a male model, and yeah. he works better than exactly. That, where, like, exactly, Connery is an movie actor who knows how to like get like there is an ability like i've heard actors say that like it is amazing to watch a-listers and be like it's not as easy as it looks in a sense where like they just know to immediately just have their face perfect for camera and just like Mm -hmm. how to just accurately just be like in the perfect light in the perfect shot just like commanding the screen there is something kind of otherworldly connery has that and lazenby doesn't i think lazenby does Uh, a good job and i think he would have got better if he had more chances but I think he, he a just lot of is actors, demanding. a lot of actors have a staggering grasp of cinematography more than you'd think. Yeah. Is the oh, other yeah. Thing. I, I mean, like, that's, that, I, I forget who it was. It was Bruce somebody Willis that you wouldn't expect. It was people about lenses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had it. He had a He had a bit and he started talking and it was like an ASC. And it was like weird because he just started rolling off facts about cameras and lighting. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he will literally <laughs> like, go up to like, the DP like, and be like, what lens are you using? And they'll be like a 50. He's like, no, it should be like a 60. Like I look better in sixty, yeah, and you're like, all right, dude. well, fuck you. Who has a sixty? <laughs> like, I mean, just to be fair, off, I don't know lenses. Fuck you, like, you know lenses. Lenses. like I know that's probably accurate. Like, I'm sure he actually did say something like that. But like, in terms of like a lens kit, no one has a fucking sixty. You got, you got, you're like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm like a one shot photog. But like, I'm like, I'm coming in with like, you know, like a seventy to two hundred, and like a thirty five and a fifty, and I'm not gonna fucking have a sixty. Sixty is the only thing I won't fucking have. Meanwhile, Sorry, I don't know. Well, then, then it's gonna be. His contract. Meanwhile, I'm sitting yeah, here I'm looking a, at Sarah Square and I'm, and I'm mouthing, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> Help us! It's 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 a it's I'm a so it's a. Lost. Ben put it together right away. Wait, he's he's right. That's that's insanely annoying. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me. It's, it's, it's like he did. He like watched me. I was like I was like. <laughs> oh Excuse well, you. I, th- I think overall, like that that level of nerdiness that me and Jack have, at least for me, is like why I I appreciate this film, but can also recognize that it's like I have a very up and down relationship with it. The last time I saw it Look, was in a theater I, with George Lazenby, so it was very up. You know, it's like the perfect place to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it after oh, Sarah yeah, oh and very justifiably had problems with it, and I'm a little more down. Yeah, now, I after always I quit do messaging like the whole group. I started messaging Ben privately because, like, well, I know he's seen this film. Yeah, so she didn't he want to knows. Yeah. 
<laughs> the only reason I so, didn't immediately I mean, know what you were talking about, Sarah, is just like I was not paying very close attention to the film at that point because it was getting starting to get bar- And I went back and I looked and like seeing the camera cut from like woman of this nation in this dress and then she's eating this like three times and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. That was that's mm, what broke Sarah. I, I can tell. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I told Katie about that scene. She was at work when I watched the film, but I told her about that scene. And when I got to, you know, the culmination of the African-American woman eating bananas, she was like, I would have left and not come yeah. back inside until the film was over. Oh, I must have I, blinked and just missed right. that moment. Because yeah, it is. You can I'm almost blink and miss it. It's not great. It she, she just has a plate of bananas. I'm surprised. It's, literally, literally, off. it's just, it's just bananas. bananas. It's not even, no. it's like okay. literally everybody else has a plate and she has like a serving dish with just oh bananas in it. No. And they look waxy. Okay, so here's, here's what it is. Like the, the, the woman who appears to be from India dressed in a sari is eating just straight up plain old non bread. The woman dressed in um, more Eastern Asian garb is eating just plain, straight up plain old rice. And the African-American woman, she's listed in the credits as the Jamaican woman. Uh-huh. Uh, but she is just eating a plate of bananas. And I was like, this is maybe the most racist thing I've ever seen on film. The lowest hanging of the of fruit that you could possibly get for the, for what they could eat on mm. what they could have in their plates. That's bad. so well disgusting. Well so disgusting. See what you did yeah. there. It it upset me it's greatly. And this is you know coming after the you know original distaste left in my mouth from earlier in the film, where you know Diana Riggs' father's like she needs a man to dominate to her. To dominate and, her. You know, just uh. imagine the Kill Bill sirens going off in my head. We- that he no. hits her in the I, face I, at the I, I end of the movie when see. she's you, asserting herself too much again. It's like it is. It is like Jack was saying. This like about well, the more assertive a Bond girl is, the more the movie needs to like knock her back down a peg with like physical force. But no, that was one yeah. of the things that I loved about that last portion of the film was when she's like actually kicking ass yeah. when you know the you know Bond and her father come to the rescue. Like that's fine. They're doing their part. Yeah, she impales also, like, a guy on some like really yeah. unadvisable like. Home decor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, look, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. All right, say what, say what this what, thing that you've been of, ominously leading up to. What, so one of the things that have been happening, and this is like not a, a, a fixed thing, but you know, Katie and me have been generally talking about children and things that we do, and we bring children up in awkward moments in a hope of freaking each other out. Uh, it's mostly like a game of children chicken at this point, uh, so it's not great. But the point is, is that like we've been having things, and one of the things is we were watching OHMSS, and like Katie had never seen this, and she was going sitting, she was kind of having a Sarah reaction to this. Actually, this and, is the uh, first time I've ever seen this movie. By the way, like I was watching yeah, it, and yeah. I I'd never I realized I had never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those things. She she posed a question to me about what kit what movies you want to watch with kids, and it's gotten serious enough now that I have a hard time accepting the fact that I will show Sean Connery and Bond movies to. Uh, I, I kind of accepted like 
I, I like I kind of had this thought and I and, I, and it's one of those things too. I, I need to like criticize myself in this matter because I keep attempting to isolate the sexism to different individual Bond films. I'm like, yeah, the sexism is in Goldfinger <laughs> and it's not in You Only Live Twice. Fuck me. Right. Like, that's not true. Like, that's it's like I keep trying to say this is the good Bond film. Now they get better from here. And I keep doing this to myself. And I think the act of sitting down to actually sit, go through and watch them week by week and think about this really intrinsically has like broke me a little bit because like I'm 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 not we're almost to Roger where Roger Moore is in two weeks and I don't honestly think that because like if I actually had a kid and specifically and I know this is the other thing too I know that like if it was if I had a girl I don't want oh let me finish the statement before you kill me if I had a girl I wouldn't show her these and that's a fact and by extension of that I shouldn't show a boy that either mm-hmm. which is my no no i'm agreeing with my, i'm agreeing with you entirely i'm like like cutting myself off i'm just saying like my notion is the fact that like let's say that we had an adorable little girl who looks like katie and i just like the act of showing her gold member like immediately in my heart was like a like well just a moral imperative that i don't do that and it was like one of those moments where i was like maybe like this series like I, it was the first time where i was like i was like having like a it's like one of those things where it's like i and it's terrible but i was always like i understand like moral panics now a little bit more just by like the immediate like oh no fuck no you know yes. what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 uh, it was like the first time that i was like like and it's it was it was a shaking moment for me because like my mindset on the concept of action movies is like my dad showed me too many action movies too early in life and it made me fall in love with movies we watched die hard demolition man bond movies and back to the future way too early in life and that's why i have an over attachment to those movies because it was the thing i did with my dad and i want to share that with whatever children i have and it was one of those moments where i was like man the thought process of what i actually think versus like when it comes down to the moment of actually facing what it would be like to have a kid and have to share this with them is so much fucking different and it's one of those things where it's like I like can confuse myself in that. And I think that's, that's like, it's like the true reaction that I have versus like of what I think is actually right and wrong versus like what I justify to myself. If it's just myself watching something. And I think the truth of it, the matter is, is that because this has been in my head, as I rewatch bond, I'm sitting here like, I don't know if I'm going to share bond with a kid. And that's just like, it's depressed. I just, the, the, the biggest emotion that I feel is just depression at that fact. Like, I mean, there's plenty of media out there that I can share with them. Like back to the future and die hard fucking done. Like he is going to see die hard so early in life. And it's so inappropriate because it's such a great memory. It's like me and my dad watching die hard. And he says, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Cause it was the DV- It was the VHS version. And I'll never forget. I was like, dad, and I look at him and I could see dad just sitting here. I was like, oh, I should not have let him watch that. Too late. Like, hey, Kevin, like, like he's like, friend Kevin's yep, dad yep. showed him animal house. When he was nine, that movie's weird. That's worse. That's definitely worse. Yeah, dude. I, I definitely saw Die Hard when I was eight, and it was like a formative experience. It's also something that's like one. Of, it is like probably the fondest memory I have of my dad too. Is that's just like eating popcorn and watching oh, Die Hard, and my sweet. little fucking mind being blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like I was Quality like, goes. my little mind was like, Aah! like the most action I'd had at this point was like Power Rangers, and I was like just fucking losing it, man. And that, and that's the thing too. And it's I feel like I had a similar reaction to us watching Bond movies and it's just one of those moments where I'm like I'm like questioning whether or not I contextualize in it and whether or not it's important to do that and whether or not 
you know, we should go back and accept these movies for what they kind of are, because I'm starting to have a realization more and more that the majority of the Bond canon is sexist because the conceptually it's sexist. And even even in Casino Royale, there's stuff that's not great, guys. Like, it's a fact. It's just a thing. It's still there. It is conceptually sexist from the get go. And it's one of those things. It's like we as a fandom just like we put the like I do it, too. I'm not I'm not saying anyone doesn't do this. We just we put the blinders on, accept it. And that's why it's still making movies in this franchise and it's one of those things where it's like you kind of see some of these things and you're like this is crazy that this is happening and it's still a thing i'm Sorry. so glad I, we got this epiphany on tape i mean me too yeah. <laughs> oh it's great i'm gonna and, regret and this i am the internet's most hated man if, if more and, people and listen to our podcast sarah and i have been saying that from the beginning so i don't think if if they're here they're or they're if they're gone they're gone by now at any rate so. imagine <laughs> that such a you know a famous and perpetuated figure, you know, saying that in, in that, you know, they're still making films based on James Bond 60 years after the original James Bond film. Could it possibly be one of the reasons that sexism is still so prevalent in the Western world? It's a question. Like, it's an actual I mean, question. Like, our, because this is another question, our nerdums, because our veneration of media, is it continuing to venerate problems from the further past times? I hate that statement so much. I need to make this clear. I hate all of this. <laughs> I don't want to feel that way. I do feel that way, and I, I hate it. And I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just saying, like, it was like I was sitting there, like, and it was just like one of those moments where I was like I was like kind of like just like out of it because I you know I didn't sleep yesterday and then I watched OH <laughs> 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 that's the other thing that's probably put this into context is like I, I fucking had like a ton of work to do so I like stayed up all night and then just I was like I oh god I need to watch OHMSS and I was sitting there like uh, and it's like I could see past and future and it's just like us sneaking our sexism oh into the future and consumable products and I was like oh we're fucked <laughs> and I was a species and I was like and then I fell asleep and I woke up and I was really depressed yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry was, that you woke up depressed that was my day wow. <laughs> that was my wow. day I'm sorry it's not it's not it's not my fault I, like you should feel sorry for me the question is whether or not this is true or not because otherwise we should be burning down video stores that sell James Bond well, I mean, burn nothing. Don't burn well, anything. Course, I'm so, yes. I, well, well, hey, we're going to get to Skyfall. Uh, Skyfall is literally Do like. Do video stores even exist anymore? No, we're going to yeah, get to Skyfall. It's such a movie trading company, and that's like it. Once like we, the, go find that last blockbuster. Once we get to down. Skyfall, <laughs> I feel like this thesis of that movie is going to be like, Burn this down. This is bad. This is all bad. Let's get rid of it. That's, and that's, that's we're gonna get there. So, yes, which Skyfall is why, is which is why one, Casino, yeah. Skyfall, and Gold Member, uh, Gold Member, uh, Jesus, uh, well, Gold Member does work, but also like Goldeneye, I think work is that they have an overarching negative view of Bond and still like the, the, their, their movies that attempt to let him have his cake and eat it too. Oh yeah, and we're going to get more of and that too why, for sure as we go on. Well yeah, yeah that's it's part of why I think I. the franchise is interesting. Look, what, what Jackie experienced is something that every James Bond person who gets into the franchise experiences and either gives up on it or continues on with it. I have a friend who is a woman of color who loves these movies and also totally accepts that they are very sexist and very racist and enjoys them all the same. Now, it doesn't mean you have to enjoy them because a woman of color enjoys them. I'm not doing that shit at all. All I'm saying is that there is a right. way to appreciate and enjoy these films while respecting that they are problematic and you don't have to like them <laughs> and accepting that it's okay that people don't like them. I think... 
you have to. When Sarah says, I hate this movie, I'm not going to go like, well, why could you? It's it's like Disney putting the song of the South in the vault and it never comes yeah. out. Yeah. Like it's kind of wrong to bury that. No, for but sure. I agree with for you. Sure. History is history. I think my specific thing was like, man, he like I, I don't want to show this to a child till they're twenty and contextualize <laughs> this properly. Does that that's that was that was specifically my thing. Also, I don't want to have kids right now. <laughs> that's, that's probably Girl, a bigger same. general thing. Right? <laughs> so I was like, oh that, my god, that Bond very much views a woman. <laughs> As a sexual conquest and helps perpetuate that very, very awful idea. Well, which, and but and it is know, not okay, the only film say. that does that. It is a common yeah, yeah, trope oh in most films. Yes. <laughs> let's let's talk about most harem anime, but I don't want <laughs> to. Not. So let's move on. Okay, but <laughs> not here. Fair point, Jack. I, I was speaking largely about Western cinema. Sure. Right. Which no, and Western cinema too. Largely, I'm saying largely, like, you know. Japanese Look, anime has it does not have the same scope in the Western Hemisphere as James right. Bond. And like right, right. It, it has it has and yeah. I hate to be a jerk, but it happens the same way in Die Hard. You know, it ends with him yeah. going oh, yeah. back with his wife because he shot a bunch of people. It is the same. It's you know, it's just less likely. It, look, the oh, the the problem it's for more me nuance, here too. Again, I, 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 I don't agree with that. I, it's it's Would exactly happened if James Bond hadn't achieved such popularity. Right, and and are we are we claim reclaiming cultural touchstones of these things? Recreate like are, are we watching movies that we loved, and then new creators are crafting new movies based sure. upon old movies that they loved with more modernized, contextualized views that are more proper? And I think that's something that does obviously happen. Like everything is a melting pot and a mixing pot of what has come before. That's how you end up with stuff like the good, the bad, and the weird, which is a fantastic movie, and it's only possible because Sergio Leone ripped off Akira Kurosawa and it's like it's like it's it's that's one of those things that's I love the good the bad and the weird is always one of my favorite movies it's just like everybody was ripping off everybody and it all came out great like that's like that's like that's the great that's the great story of like mixing of media and like and people stealing from other genre I don't know if it's stealing per se but like it's also like let's be honest Yojimbo is also stolen from Hamlet yeah no art is often stolen or recontextualized right and it's it's you know it's 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 yeah and it's contextualized there it's like you know italian people stealing from japanese people and uh, korean people then stealing from them it's 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 you know it's none of them are there's as long as there's no white guy in the chain it's okay (laughs) um but yeah hold on (laughs) you lost me (laughs) no i i was i I was so it doesn't i was doing that wasn't no, a criticism. No, 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 that was like no, an actual no, no, statement no, 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 of like, no, no, no. there's probably, there's probably, I call it like in terms of like traditionally colonizing races, probably has less oh, right because it could be interpreted as cultural oh, no. appropriation. This I actually, is, yeah, this sorry, this is not a road I want to go down. This is unrelated. I was, I'm just on the James Bond fandom wiki page for for uh for on um for the for the for the film ohmss and i and i scrolled down i was just like i was like, I was like oh like like blofeld's angels of death is is hyperlinked let's 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 go let's go to the page now granted this does not make it any less uh racist but apparently <laughs> put that in quotes <laughs> apparently the reason why each of the each of the women is eating something that is so singularly specific is because Blofeld's mission is to sterilize the world's food supply 
according to their specific allergies using staple foods from their homelands. Uh, so like chicken, pork, fish, I, I just, right. corn, bananas. Like it doesn't okay. make it. And, 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 and like I said, I preface this. It does not make it any less racist. But no, like a, no, that, but, that but sounds apparent. like ret, racist retconning. Oh no, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, exactly. Okay. But that, that's what like, right. uh, that, that's 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 why I added like twenty quotes. Factually, bananas are a staple food in several. Well, no, for sure. Well, yeah, The point is that you just start focusing on a black woman eating bananas only on a plate, and right. it's just it's, like it's oh, weird. It's, it's yeah. still <laughs> weird. It's still weird. Yeah, like, with little um. What's the word I'm looking for? Like verbalized context for that. One of the best. Like if she had said something like I'm allergic to bananas and Blofeld has cured me of my allergy. Even that would have been less bad than just like, look at this African-American woman eating. Bananas. They do have oh, some that, line that in there saying. like that. Yeah, that's what they are saying. They specific. were allergic to those foods. I don't know. It, it still felt weird. It, I'm no, not yeah, saying no, it's not I'm weird. Not I'm just saying that it. is what it's the still, explanation yeah, is. Look, it's like they look, couldn't eat. The African woman yeah, no. couldn't eat bananas. So why did he have to bananas. have the conversation it's, with the English woman look, then? Why couldn't he have had the conversation it, with... Girl who Look, knows. Clearly, clearly the the imagery they wanted there is the issue. Like that's the yeah, pro- that's maybe a core issue point. with this movie. Mm-hmm. It was they they had an image of this harem-y scene in their mind. They wrote it and then they attempted to justify it, which is the whole uh, which is the problem with this movie at its core that is that they crying. had a harem situation. Yes. They need a, they they needed to justify it. They haven't watched enough anime to know how to do that. So like, <laughs> it's like yeah. that's the point. Like they, Somebody, somebody needs to go watch Love Hina to make this happen. Like, come on, you don't just set that shit up, right? You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta smooth it in there. It. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> it's not, there's nothing wrong with somebody. It's like, it's like, oh, okay. it invented oh, the harem oh, anime. Oh, we got it. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> right. It did not invent the harem anime. You motherfucker. This is the 60s. That shit came before. Okay. Did not make me list history here, motherfuckers. I, you don't want to go down that hole. Jack, I'm good to defend you for a minute. Holy I saw, shit. I saw, so I've recently become a member of a Facebook group called What If Memes But Ancient. And it's fantastic. I love it. But somebody posted an article with like 10 of the most, I don't know, raunchy pieces of artwork or something. And there is a piece of artwork from the 19th century. So the 1800s. Um, from the same artist who did that very famous Japanese, um, I forget the, the exact title of the piece and even the name of the. Oh, artist, you're talking but, about the you're talking about tentacle porn, right? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Fisherman's uh, yeah. wife. Yeah, but that that's that goes back. Y'all heard to the that out of context, century. and it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I am going to I am going to pull sound bites from this episode. It's already fantastic. <laughs> I had I had to use cultural appropriation in an actual context. I don't. Yes. I don't. I just feel awkward. Imagine as, oh, intellectually <laughs> speaking about a Bond film and using the phrase cultural appropriation. I do love that they thought Ooh, when nice. they brought like the screenwriter in for this, then they're like, oh, the dialogue is going to get a little more intellectual. We're gonna we're gonna use poetry in here. <laughs> Was like, That's what? exactly what I and thought. And he just paused. They he was like, "I'm sorry, come again." <laughs> and it is. Hey, Diana Riggs banner with Teddy. Uh, I'm talking about the actors, not the Blofeld's banter with Tracy. It's, it's 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 you know it's good banter. It's 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 nice. It's just it you is. Know, it is. If, but no, what is it, more it, of there's that? there's a solid. There is a solid writer attached to this film, yes. and I think that's. But again, I think it's. I think. I think that you can definitely tell set pieces and thought process and ideas were workshopped and worked together before 
the piece was written. And so there is like, I definitely think the biggest criticism with the middle of the movie is that there's a lot of scenes to make it bondy that oh, yeah. in terms of that. And that's the thing is like, I think the core movie that they're actually making is a really great non bond movie. That's that is something that I want to see. And I'm sorry when they make bond emotionally vulnerable and shell shocked at the end of the movie, when she actually dies, that's some hard that elevates this movie. I, I, that, I had, for sure. I had feelings. During yeah, that, very I, that elevates the, the fuck out of like, it. Oh, I think that's the one the scene the that lays in like, Ouch! It really hurt. does like, well. I'm, I'm feeling yeah, he's proud of that yeah. when you listen to the interview. And he, he does very he well. He scene. actually cried, and he they didn't use the take scene. of him crying, apparently. They used the other one. He's like, yeah, Bond doesn't cry. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, but I think I think it's a much more realistic that shell shock yeah. is, yeah. is that shell shock for me is worse. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if he cries, reality. I think I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, exactly. He's just like we have all the time in the world. And I'm like, and that's the other oh, man, why, why did like a film nerd? Why do we this is call it OHMSS? Such an interesting thing because this is like <laughs> yeah. the same year yeah. that Midnight Cowboy wins Best Picture. Right. So like this is when an X rated movie about a like bisexual prostitute wins Best Picture. Like it oh, is wow. the beginning of the new Hollywood changing landscape. And what is so interesting about Bond is it is almost tiptoeing into that and then will not embrace it in the 70s. It will go completely the opposite way and just become goofier and zanier and completely against the 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 uh, the, the darker tone that a lot of other, you know, the same year that uh, French Connection comes out and like defines the police drama as a gritty, like intense New York thing will be like fucking I, man with a golden gun will come out <laughs> like it is. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's it, and this tease it up for that moment. It is almost like a transition from the two. It is like goofy, crazy Connery Bond that then ends with shocking, harsh reality that is straight up like trying to get to that same really heavy emotional beat that something like Bonnie and Clyde did two years earlier. And, mm. and well, it's an interesting accident of, like, of history because yeah, the film originally, it, they weren't going to end there. Right. But when they figured out they weren't going to have him right. for the next film, that was going to be the cold open for the next one. Start, it was going right. to start diamonds are forever. Yes. But they ultimately decided to put it at the end of this film and it just leaves you in such a very heavy note. And I can't deny that, that yeah. the, the boldness of that ending, having the double seven on the bullet hole and everything, it's just like a big chunk of why I find this film fascinating. It, it, it definitely is a moment. And it is the and I think one it's, it's, it, thing it, yeah. that continuity wise, they will keep bringing up. They will continuously bring yeah. up that his wife died and he is haunted by it. Even after they change yeah. bonds multiple times. I, I, yeah, I love how Lazenby is always remembered as like the dead wife bond. Yes. It's one of those things too, where he, but he's he's always no one will ever drop him from canon, even though they totally could legitimately. Could. Let's also acknowledge that this is a movie that helped popularize fridging. Also, like I can't deny yep. like all the bad things. It yeah, did. Like, I can't deny that. I, is it weird that I am I am more accepting so of in this contest because of Diana Rigg? Like yeah. it's very strange. Know. It's, it's emotional. You know what they're gonna do the whole time you're watching it. You're like, God, yeah. she's so cool. Yeah. They're totally gonna kill her. Like that's just totally gonna happen, and I'm gonna miss it, and I'm gonna feel things because and she it, was it, cool. It, I have this but weird it's also you, because you she was cool that they bond. had to kill her. Like it's just it's so <laughs> dark. It's terrible. It's a terrible emotional that's a terrible place. Terrible feeling to go through while watching a movie, isn't it? Yeah. Bringing us up. 
okay. need Sarah's rant on The that. Last of Us we Part Two. Sorry, that. I just mansplained that. I'm I, sorry. I just that was just. I oh, honestly, ah, oh, come on. Uh, you want to criticize me? Criticize me. Don't say that. But at the same time, I at the same time, I honestly. It was mostly a jest, but I'm glad you all. I honestly live for Sarah's rants. Y'all missed some good ones when when she Ben and I were recording for Geek Space Nine. I'm just saying. I listen to Geek Space Nine. We do. Yeah. For, for any of our listeners who have who have not who, who have not listened to the, to the three of us talk about about uh, about uh, the Star, uh, Star Trek Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Sarah had some good rants, y'all. I'm just saying. I they need to go back and watch that. That's true. We we days. loved a very incredible pansexual goddess of a woman in that show, and she was treated uh, poorly yes. over and over again. My girl, Sarah, very mad. Very, very bad. <laughs> well, on that subject, though, why was Bod pretending to be gay? Like, I just, I genuinely I, didn't. I like the whole heraldry thing. The plot connection. No, but, but here's, here's the thing, though. I real, I don't, I don't know if I missed Horseshit something, or like, <laughs> I didn't understand that he was trying to code as gay. He called you out. It's like, right. Two different women were like, I thought you didn't like girls. Yeah, that and was then, weird. Like, I did miss oh, that. But you're just special. Yeah, yeah, was I was strange. like, wait a minute, what now? I was like, like when it, did we establish this? It felt like this? they were. That like, was felt the like a shirt second trying to code draft. him as a poof. Like, I, I don't no, know. I, 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 I. But this is also like Lesenby, and he he becomes a free love guy after this. Is there like some production association I, there? I because this is like the sixties. Like there was a sixties madcappy gay panicky thing of him being like in an earlier draft of him being like you know a boat trip scenario basically where it's like i'm gay but that's how i can get close to all these hot women remember that was a movie that came out in 2002 that um wait wait was that trip? Remember oh trip with oh Gina no, Junior and the premise yeah, of that's 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 so he can hang out with ladies and not. So make I don't. Oh, so oh, I don't remember. Man. I don't remember Cute. that. I don't remember that movie. But 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 I. That was five but, years after he won an Oscar. That dude's career. Oh yeah. man, I, that I, is I the worst. And he turned down Iron before Man after Snow Dogs. Yeah. I, I don't remember that movie, but Four. interestingly, <laughs> but interestingly enough, I actually remember that being a plot point for one of the characters in in one of the various. Bring it on, films. Honestly, oh, <laughs> one of the one of the male cheerleaders pretended to be gay for like three fourths of the film until towards the end, and they're like, "Wait, you're not gay?" And he's like, "Yeah." And it's like, "Don't dump him." And then she goes with him anyway. Oh, like, stupid. Yeah. It does not surprise me that that's a subplot in a Bring It On film, Peter. I don't know. That just like hey, the those words together do not surprise great. me. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. The first one is solid. It's like it's it's like quality film, and, you, and it's not until you're older and you go back and realize. This film is about cultural appropriation, guys. Like mm. it's it's one of those mind yeah. fuck things. You're like, what? And it's like, yeah, guys, they did that. Oh, with like the, the dancing, yeah. like the end of Sister Act two. Yeah, like, so like Sister Act two, bring it on, uh, and 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 then and, 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 oh. and, and then when you go from like stomp the yard, and then we go yep. no, no not not not, uh, not stomp the yard. When you go from you got ser- yeah, you got the, served, uh, but 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 then but then uh, yeah, step yeah. up, and it's like guys, guys, I think Trumbling. the two th- I think the two thousands was trying to tell us something very subtly. Mm-hmm. Dude, bring it on! Oh my god! Do you know how many times I've seen "Bring It On" again? 
No, I don't want to talk about specific it. One? <laughs> so like number four? That's a specific oh, one. I've, I've seen the first one. I don't know. Katie watches weird media. Claire Kramer and Eliza Dushku in it. Like two two of the very strong Buffy ladies. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I feel like Bring It On it's, is, it's not a good is at least on the edge of lesbian core, right? Like it's pretty... Yeah, there's, there's like a lot of. Oh. Like there, there aren't any lesbians in it, as really? far as I remember. Not that I remember. I mean, maybe in the. No, I have to. We have to do this. I, you might be thinking of, but I'm a cheerleader. No, I, I know, okay. but I'm so a cheerleader. But I'm saying, like, in terms of like, it's very like lots of women in it. They're like fun and catty, and many of them are attractive. I feel like that's what I mean in terms of. Like, okay, I know okay, a lot of okay, lesbians right, so enjoy those movies, but there's not a lesbian character. It's similar, like that how. Okay, true, so yes. now, it's I, also I need similar, a point for say, my edification. Let me say real quick. It's also very similar to Bennett Lake Beckham, though famously the yeah. director did want to make those two characters gay and was outvoted yes. by the studio. So it is yes. more appropriate to make it a gay movie because it was intended to be, and then they fucked huh. up. Yeah. Yeah, because that I remember movie that was is just like two I, okay. women flirting with each other for two hours and then go like bye, okay. <laughs> and you're like okay. what? Uh-huh. I, I, oh, look, this is this is my this is my I, I have to ask you this question because this is something that like Ed drives me crazy uh-huh. about. We, we were talking about gay baiting and sound euphonium. Remember yes. when we watched Sound Fucking oh, yes. Euphonium and they just wouldn't fucking kiss? Yes. <laughs> so I, I guess my question is like. In this context, why is this like acceptable? Because it feels like gay baiting to me, even though it's unintentional. But it's because it's unintentionality, it's acceptable versus like I don't know. Are we talking about Bond or Bring It On? <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Okay. Because there's no, there's. Well, there's I know, no, like, but there's God. like masquerading as a gay person. I don't know. Oh then, my God! No, that that's not okay. Like I, 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 I knew, I knew that was not okay. All right, okay, I knew that okay, was not. Cool. I knew all of this was We're not cool. okay cool. when I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Ed, Ed had a 20 minute tirade about sound euphonium that you would love to hear, oh, by the way. Yeah, you should go I listen to, to it sometimes. He later. lost. He 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 vilely hates Ooh, that show. Think, he reveringly hates that show. I think just because of the genres they're in, like. um, And you feel free to correct me about this, but like Bring It On was not supposed to be a lesbian movie. It was yeah. just supposed to be a girl power movie. That doesn't mean that it didn't spark some lesbian awakenings in many young women when when it came out or who have watched it since. But Sound Euphonium was in more of a a gray area genre where it it was... Sexiest nose boop in history. Right? And, yeah, you know, like like literally says, just the most sensual lesbian movie that they like, know what the fuck you, is happening. But, you know, in, in the, the sub, you're like, but are you translating that like platonically or romantically? And we just don't know. Because yeah. I don't speak Japanese. Yeah, it, and I don't know yeah, if it's any it, clearer in the Japanese. It, it, there is some distinctions in love. Like love has a has a, they have a lot more words for the same sort of thing. So it is there is like an article out there that I remember reading about this. But I OK. This is a context little arrived. to do with Bond. Sorry, y'all. Let's go back to OHMSS. Yes. I had we to, I had to like, clarify. I had to, for a while. Yeah, yes. I, I, we're, we're avoiding the fuck out of this. Bobsleds. The bobsleds is great. I love the bobsleds. They're great. <laughs> yeah, action sequences in this movie. It's one of the best put together Bond movies. really makes me laugh when he shows up later in a neck brace. It really, really makes oh me laugh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I really like Tully Savalas in this film. He He's very different. And it's very interesting that all three... Yeah. Are, 
such a comfy sweater. It's a very comfy like, sweater. He smokes his cigarette. Yeah, he looks up, so comfy, which is very weird. <laughs> it's a very Telly. Yeah, smoking. he like shoves it up his own fucking nose. It's so like weird. That. Yeah, Telly Savala smokes. No one does. You're gonna ash your nose. That's the point. You don't do that. I think there was That's a reason. How cigarettes work. He did that also on. Well, no, because he smoke. He, he doesn't smoke cigarettes, and then he, he famously eats lollipops and uh, and 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 Kojak. Oh my god. So yeah, I have to look at why he smokes cigarettes like that. But I, oh, oh, I, yeah, I think I just over. Well, I'll get to it in my score. I have a lot to say on my score. It is. And I will. The other thing I will say about this is that it does feel like we have dropped from a level of villainy in terms of like this movie after you only live twice. Like it's yeah. all of a sudden it's like before it was like we have these long boardrooms and he's throwing people into shock and one he doesn't actually throw anyone into a shark tank, but he he blows them up and it's the same thing. He's got a giant tank of people that he throws people into a piranha tank. And in this one, he's just got like a comfy sweater and does a drive. Well, and, this, and it's like this is- it just it just feels like the level of villainy came from like Uber Roger Moore level bond all the way down to like, you you know, just like I'm a well, prime he does boss. Bio like, like, virus, but that's about it. That's yeah. mostly off screen. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all off screen. It's all off screen. He might as well be having a racketeering thing or a prostitution. Literally, I feel like he just has a prostitution gig and he's just like a mid-level pimp. That's like all it is. Essentially. Yeah. Well, and, and again, it's, it's an interesting thing because this was actually there was going to be a very interesting different timeline version of this movie where it's sort of a trilogy, a Blofeld trilogy in order they are out of order what they were supposed to be this was supposed to be the first film then you only live twice then diamonds are forever actually diamonds forever and i think then maybe you only twice but the very least you only have twice would have more of the revengey stuff um because they were gonna shoot honor Majesty's secret service but then the alps were unusually warm that winter and so there was like almost no snow and so you know, a Bond movie in the Alps with no snow is just kind of lame. So I, it is they, interesting to realize this franchise was four movies deep into what they planned. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. And so actually, like that was they, something that really confused me when I started watching this film because I knew that we were nearing the end of Sean Connery's run, but I don't think I I realized that this next movie was not gonna be Sean Connery. I thought. For some reason, like I just misunderstood. Because well, there's I one more with Sean Connery. Connery. One or two more yeah, Sean true, Connerys, yeah. and then we would move on. So I was so confused when it was not Sean Connery on that beach. It was this weird Australian. It's like, who are you? Oh, you're you're Bond now. Okay. It's I, so I didn't realize that 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 Connery is is not here for this one. I'm sad now. It's so also weird, Sarah, because if you watch them in order, like as a modern person binging things, like they put mm-hmm. so much fucking work at the beginning of this movie to be like, it's another guy. <laughs> Just deal with it. Yes. And then, of course, out of their control, he doesn't come back. So then when Connery comes back, they do do kind of a reveal but mostly they're just like he's back look it's the guy you like it's, it come back yeah. then he doesn't come back again and then more they don't address it at all they don't do anything they don't do any winky shit they don't do anything about this is a new guy even though he'll take over for the next fucking decade and a half like they do nothing in terms of that and then the <laughs> kind of until it's not until craig that they really address it but craig is such a whole rebranding of the whole franchise it makes it's it's yeah. more well, Craig is prefer, the whole I thing is yeah. the just letting it happen. Yes, it works way better. Like it yeah. I think I, I like 
I like GoldenEye's intro. I think GoldenEye's intro is is a really is a really good Bond recontextualized. But again, I only like GoldenEye. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I mean. I like I like okay, like yeah. it's one of those things Hopefully. where it's like it's Literally. ironically remember, Pierce Brosnan well, is like a Glazenby situation. I was thinking that I really really like GoldenEye, but I haven't seen it in at least a decade, so I'm very yeah, excited to eventually I, get there. I, I am fucking terrified to watch Goldeneye and have an OHMSS situation happen to me during Goldeneye. That is uh, that is that is not a bridge I can cross emotionally. I'm just <laughs> I don't think that it, it, it definitely has like, I'll be done. <laughs> one of the better Bond girls who's very underappreciated in my opinion. Yeah. And she's very capable yeah. and helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. It does have one of the more open like critiques of Bond that are just starting to do that. It does have a bondage dominatrix girl who crushes people with her legs so like is that feminism I, or not I, I, I don't mean, know she's great I'm sorry uh, I don't know why idea, I, I, like, completely I gotta go context is not a bad one no it's me. pretty hot right. it's pretty cool I, I, need to, I need to be reminded of what happens in this scenario Zinnia on a top on a that's top, her name yeah. and it's on bad I love it it's, it's, right. I, I'm, I'm sorry as far as she makes me laugh at least do you yeah. know what yeah. I mean yeah, like, and I see Alan her is in doesn't play yeah. a gay stereotype, which is like shocking. He was playing Hooray! so many of that, you know. Yeah. He plays a like, Russian stereotype, like but not I a gay stereotype. Yeah. Oh, that was Alan Cumming. Yeah. Ben, have but just based on saying that Alan Cumming playing a gay stereotype, have you seen um, Jodie Whittaker as the Thirteenth Doctor yet? No, I haven't. Oof. No. That statement is gonna get even better when you uh, watch it. Nice. I'm so excited for you. Please watch that next. All right. All right, we need to do this. We are yes, an hour 17 minutes in. Oh, All right, so what I'm going to do, I'm requiring, because we have been so off topic, and I, I want to see who gets this. No cheating. No oh, looking no. this up. So I want you all to give your score and to guess how many Bring It On films there are total. <laughs> okay. All right. We're starting that makes with. Makes me think there's more than two, which I really thought there was only two. Well, is there? Um, so we're going to start with Peter, who looks very contemplative. So I'm trying to be, because because funny enough, I've seen whatever the number is. I've seen most of the Bring It On movies. If I'm, I I, I got this <laughs> in the back, guys. Damn it! <laughs> um, I've mostly because of Katie. The first oh, Katie. I don't know what happens after that. <laughs> Um, can, can I name them? Can I name them too, Ben? Uh, we'll at, end at with the, you, Jack, end, and if yeah, you can name all of them, really I'll give you ten dollars. So impressed. Uh, if you can name literally every single one in order, I will give you fifteen dollars. I'm raising it. <laughs> That's a prize. That's a prize. It's, it's good. It's fine. Um, I don't remember. The last one is the one. The last one has a shit title. I'll say that. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't. Remember I don't know how you remember. I, I don't know how you remember this. All right, let's do it. Peter. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give this movie. Goodness gracious! I'm gonna give it a five point five, but like three point, but like half, like three three points of that is just is 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 is, re- is really just for Diana Rigg because she's awesome. Um, she's 
compelling every time she's on screen. Fucking love her. And the fact that the fact like learning now that say, like, oh wait, that was her in Game of Thrones is like she is that bitch and she's always been that bitch and she wants you to know that she's that bitch. She she wants Cersei to know that she killed him. True. Um <laughs> but it, it it's it's so weird to to see to it's weird to see a Bond film try to be contemplative but but also still have slightly zany moments, but not really. And it's taking itself very it's taking itself very seriously. Um I don't know. It, it this this is a a weird film that like that learn learn learning now that l- learning that they don't continue this trend of like okay let's have let, let let's have more of a sense of real, realism and they instead go in the absolute opposite opposite direction is so strange to know now um it kind of makes me look at different parts of this film in a in, in, a, in a different light and I don't know. Yeah, just five point five. It, it. If you want to watch it, watch it because it is like it. It is such a shift from Sean Connery. I was not a. I was definitely not expecting that this kind of shift. But um, but just at least be aware of that shift. Yeah, five point five. How many bring it on films? Oh, that's right. Um, I'm sitting between two numbers. Um, I'm. Typing out scores, Ben. Okay. I am not cheating. I want you to know I would Don't never cheat on cheat because um, I could just cheat because Katie's right there. I yeah, and, I just, you know, and I'm not. And I'm not Don't cheating incite Wikipedia <laughs> or the Katiepedia. Neither. No, yeah, and I'm not cheating because I'm holding my mic and my other hand is right is is, is on screen for, on screen for us. I, I I'm always in shocked that you like hold your mic through this entire I've, podcast. Right? You work more yeah, than I've any done, of us. I've gotten really good at it over the years. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna guess. Um. <laughs> There are six Bring It On films, is my guess. All right, that is correct. Well, well, oh, I didn't really, say it. I was gonna wait. Oh my god! I'm sorry. There are six. Sorry. Damn it! Oh my god! Jack still has to name them really all in sorry, order, ben. so we'll we'll end with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will all do right. this. No, we'll do it I at the end. end. I don't know the last one, but we'll I know, do it at I know the, end, the rest end. of like, them. This is how we're gonna leave the the okay. podcast is it matter does it matter if I don't get them in order what if what if I don't get them in order five bucks I don't care I don't care about the money I just want the no. I want the accolade I'll, they, you, being, I'll give you lots of praise uh, being the, all right okay okay we'll okay. do this at the end all right Sarah give us your score I'm all right. nervous about this I give I give on Her Majesty's Secret Service a three point five out of ten. And three of those points are for Diana Riggs' performance. Ouch. The other half a point is for the last, we'll call it third of the movie. The, like, rescue actual kind of spy-like stuff. And the genuine, you know, heartfelt, ow, this hurts, good acting at the very end where Diana Riggs' character dies. It was... Racist, not only to the point that so far many, if not all of the Bond films have been racist, but against multiple cultures, which was upsetting to me. But it was also even more blatantly misogynistic than most or all of the Bond films we have seen thus far. And I am tired of it. Again, like I should have been bothered by... um, what happened to Pussy Galore in Goldfinger? I should have been more bothered by the cultural appropriation of uh, Japan in 
What was it called? You only live twice. You only twice. live twice. You only live but twice. This is just we're at. You know, this is the third or fourth film in a row that it's happened, and I'm sick of it, and I cannot abide it anymore. So I never fucking thought Thunderball was going to be more chill than the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, I would. What was the score again, Sarah? Just real fast. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Low. Mm-hmm. Low. All right. Uh, Trevor. I'm going to give it a 5.5, which in my Bond numerology is actually fairly positive. That makes it my second favorite after Thunderball. I think, I mean, I'm also getting fatigued at this point, and this is like, (laughs) this is a a weird (laughs) bump for me because it is just so weirdly different that I kind of enjoyed it in spite of how boring a lot of it is, especially the middle part. I mean, as soon as they have Louis... Armstrong singing a love song in this montage like 20 minutes in. The film has like lost me seriously emotionally. Of course it has. Like there's just no getting yeah, that's past right. The that. first third of this film is The Taming of the Shrew, the romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. without the other <laughs> without the subplot, the, without the B-plot that makes it like somewhat justifiable. It, right. But like Taming of the Shrew comes back seriously for me when I said that because at her wedding when she's like, when her her Bob Boss dad is like, oh, you're going to honor obey? And she's like, sure, just like I always obeyed you. And it's like, it's that same kind of winking thing. Like, yeah, of course I will. Sure. Like it, the taming the shrew, they did the same kind of thing, arguably, eh, debatably. Depends on how you play it. Not many adaptations of the taming the shrew running right now, probably. But the last one I saw, they tried to do it. Anyway, um, 5.5. The one trick ski thing is pretty cool. The, you know, Bobsleds are pretty cool. There's some cool stuff. Diana Rigg is awesome. Um, yeah, that's. I, I think that's all I got right now. Yeah. Mm. All right. Jack. This score makes me realize I'm a terrible person, but eight. Mm-hmm. All right. I like this movie. I'm sorry. Oh, well, all right. Let me contextualize this and let me beat my head against my own desk. I like this movie. This movie can legitimately make me cry uh, for the ending straight up. And I think that, yeah, the ending and also Diana rig. It's a good movie. I think the middle is weak as fuck. I think it's trying to be bond in such a weird sort of way, but I always find it fascinating. And I think that ultimately the reason I got so emotionally broken watching this movie is that it made me realize that I like this movie and that there might be something wrong with me for liking this movie. Um, yeah, it's a it's an awkward thing to feel. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest about where I am with this. This is one of the better Bond films, period. Just from a true structure film analysis standpoint, and just on that limited basis, it's an eight. And I know that I don't always limit my scores like that, but for the purposes of this, I'm just gonna be honest about where I sit with it. Uh, it's a good. It's a it's a good structured movie. It has a very boring middle. The plan makes no sense. But the terror and the and the thing it's kind of a return to the stakes of like from Russia with love which is you know my Bond film so I think it's it's kind of like in their attempt to recontextualize the series you get a glimpse of a very very different Bond that to my mind probably would have been a better Bond than Roger Moore but at the same time you know it never got a chance to grow into that so I don't know that's a lot of theory a lot of crap but uh, yeah are you ready to cheer that whole thing up by me trying to list off all the bring it on movies are you ready for no, this no, I gotta do my stuff we're doing the very very end okay cool, cool, cool. That's at the end. We gotta- Jack, I am very I'm very pleased to hear that we agree that from Russia with love 
is our Bond film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that, that's where my I, heart I, is right now. I, I, I'm going to, I think the, the, the scariest thing I'm going to say here, I am terrified of the first Roger Moore film that comes up because it will be a changing point for me because I remember that like everything is fine racism and sexism wise in the Roger Moore era because it's just the whole thing becomes a joke right and I know that's not that's not true that's not how it works but just for me it's like everything becomes more palatable because Roger Moore is a joke and that's camp and it's the question of is is, right like over the top exactly camp Good or bad. I, I really need to get there. I like, really need to sure get past Diamond's killer in that movie. Characters throughout film history, which yeah. is yeah. like there's literally a voodoo killer yeah, in 19 the, the 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 live and let die, and it's ridiculous. It is so silly, yeah, yeah. but it is like uh, still a black voodoo killer guy, and that's like such an old old old. It, it's it's old gonna Hollywood yeah, racist yeah. stereotype, you know. It's not great, and it's it's going to be interesting to see that because I haven't seen that one in forever. I mean, the one that I want to get to is Golden Gun because Golden oh, Gun is Golden good. Gun. Like, I, or well, again, I don't know anymore, but I still give this an eight. I think it's a good. I think I think it's a good movie. I'm sorry, I don't know. It's it's a racist movie, but it's a good movie. Does that make any fucking sense? No, but I don't know. I'll, I'll Move, get into it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh boy, here we go. All right, you ready to have the? Did most- I give a higher score than you? Let's do this. Let's no. do. Is this like the widest we've scored? Probably. No, it's so funny because what we're going to end up is in the middle, but it's. It's, it's, We're not even mad at each other, too. No, this is the <laughs> like funny thing about averages. I don't disagree with you at all. It's the funny thing about averages, and IMDb will show you this, too. Like, there's a difference. It's so funny that there, like a movie can be rated a six on IMDb, and for some movies, it's just like, it's a boring, okay movie. And for some, it's like, either I loved it or hated it. Like you know, this is everything. You still get the same average. Yeah. Co- controversies are good. Yeah. Uh, and it wouldn't is, be an interesting podcast without controversies. No, and, and this is the film that yeah. does it for a lot of people because it is strange and indifferent and weird um i think so do you want me to start this the most pretentious way possible or do you want me just to talk yes. more honestly be oh, pretentious. Yes. Okay. come okay come to we're doing it. it we're going full force come on Trinity. How? where where the right, f- is this gonna I be talks, another whiskey what? metaphor i lost my mind okay I, somebody rubbed my feet before this episode and i lost my mind like right. that's what I happened need no jack so. interruptions during this part so we gotta do it all right all right all right i will mute myself all right, you ready here we go <clears throat> Woodrow Wilson once said of a film, it is like history being written by lightning. (laughs) He said that about the film Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation is a very interesting film because you are forced to watch it in so many film classes. But there's been a revolution against that, I feel like, especially in the last 10 years, from a lot of people saying, why do we have to watch this really racist piece of shit movie? And there's been a lot of study and debate and consideration about the fact that he kind of didn't really invent all the things he said he did. He was a great publicist, D.W. Griffin I'm talking about, the guy who directed Birth of a Nation. He was a great publicist of his stuff. He claims he did all this stuff, but really he was a person who took from people and just made it really, really popular. And Birth of a Nation is probably the most damaging film that's ever been made. It is very obviously damaging, and so it's very obviously easy to just get rid of it from our lives and move on. He made a better movie called Intolerance the next year. That's the one that has replaced Birth of a Nation on the, you know, best movies of all time list. You won't see it on most of those lists anymore. And it, you know, brought the Ku Klux Klan back. It had, you know, horrible, damaging people died clearly from that movie. 
Bond but, franchise that you guys have brought up is an interesting one in the question of what it has done to culture subtly. There is not as much of a direct, obvious element. And I think Sarah brings up a lot of good point. It's like, okay, Bond is very popular. And it, it, the fact it existed back in the 60s is what brings me back to the Bond franchise over and over again. George Lazenby was right. It shouldn't have lived as long as it has. It shouldn't be around still. It should have been dead in the 60s and remade in the 80s and remade in the 2000s. And both of the times they failed. Much like Shaft. Shaft shouldn't have existed outside the 70s. And every time they've tried, it fucking fails. Because Shaft is from the 70s. And needs to live in the 70s and stay in the 70s. And Bond should not have made it out of that period. And I think... Why Honor Majesty Secret Service works for me is that I just have collectively absorbed Bond my whole life and watched it over and over again. And when you watch something over again, uh, you you stop watching the movie and you start analyzing the movie because you know every single bit about it. And I think Honor Majesty Secret Service works a lot for people who have absorbed Bond through the history because we know the entire context. And it is very interesting that they tried something and mostly didn't really succeed, but it 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 took these big swings. It did do a lot that the later films will work off of. And it works in the same way of why I find the Planet of the Apes sequels interesting. Because Planet of the Apes sequels tried to invent the modern sequel and failed miserably. And had no idea what they were doing. But because of that, they f- are very, very interesting to me. And I would hi- kind of rate them better than as they are as movies. And I admit that when I give this an eight, I'm kind of rating it better than it is as a standalone film. As I am a film that exists in this entire continuum that is the Bond franchise. And it's also the part about it, Bond, that every Bond film ha- fan who is, you know, considers themselves progressive and wants to believe in the better cinema that has to deal with themselves internally, which is these films are. <laughs> bad morally there just are and you accept it and you deal with it and when people point it out you're like yeah i know but like that's not why i watch them and it's tough to know that that's why a lot of people do watch them and it's the tough thing you have to deal with as a fan of that kind of culture is to say i have to live with the fact that there are all these dudes that i did weddings for for example who pretended to be james bond in their wedding video and it was really gross and I hated it every time. And I'm like, am I that person? <laughs> you know, am I still that same person? Where for me, Bond is always a level of camp. There's always a level of remove from it. I, I watch them much more for the scenery, much more for the locations, much more for the crazy performances and the weird. And, and particularly the weird way that it defines this formula and reinvents it. It's the same reason that people love Friday 13th movies, despite the fact that they are very much a Reagan era idea of repressing sex and repress and, and, and confirming heteronormativity and also have gross stereotypes and also have gross and, and, and sensitizing violence against teenagers and children, essentially, you know, like there is something inherently disgusting about liking that is the same with liking this. And, and I think the people who love Friday the 13th, most of them are decent, kind, smart people who like them because of the gore and the kills and have removed themselves from it. But you can't also deny that a lot of people watch those movies wrong. And especially at the time they watch them wrong. So 
in a sense, what I'm saying is I both agree with Sarah's 3.5 and my own eight. <laughs> and I win. Yay. Um, but the fact that you had to spend that much time defending your eight makes me think you know that you're wrong. I don't know. I, I think I have accepted what Bond is and I enjoy it for what it is while also... Never ever gonna go to bat for it. <laughs> I yeah I I I I how maybe I feel Bond was so there, successful because it made misogynistic white dudes feel like they were cool. Much as why Rick I think and Morty so. is so successful to this day is because oh if I act like a complete complete oh, jerkwad mm, that makes me mm, a genius, please don't come right? for Rick and Morty when but I like Dan Rick and Morty. Hart, okay. I know I know the fan yeah, base. You know what it's like. Please that. don't tag that. Everything's bad. <laughs> Rick and, Rick and Morty is is different, and also the the creators of their own show don't like Rick. There's a there is a deeper difference there where you can like Rick and Morty and hate the. Fans but I don't know. You also have to There's reckon with it. I, I get where that's coming from. It's right. You have to reckon with the fact that, that it is the, the id and the, the id and the ego and everything's going on about there. I am uncomfortable with the fact that I like this movie. How about that? Okay. I'll give you that, Sarah. Okay. I am totally and completely uncomfortable with it. So. Uh, I don't know if that's worth anything, but here we are. <laughs> we still need Sean's store score. Yes. Oh shit! I oh should just God, read yeah. Sean's. Yes. Oh man, Sean, I, Sean. I want like, to. Oh, let's take him. Let's take him. Yeah, he sent me it, and I just didn't you know read what? it because I'm a he terrible took the friend. Safe route by just writing out his answer and. This is like a time capsule to us before we had this huge <laughs> podcast. I feel like a lot of shit happened on this podcast, and I just want to see Sean's time capsule thoughts yes. on this. He's just coming in. Amazing. Okay. You know, there's been. He's coming in. It's the Donald. Glover. Uh, it's the Sean. Donald Glover with the from, pizza from community. Yeah. 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 He's just like, what happened? <laughs> His review is him just right, showing here we go, here we go. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm literally going to read this. Uh, from the beginning, this is a very different Bond film where Connery would have dispatched Draco's men with ease and not gotten a drop of water on his suit. Lazenby is constantly on the ropes. This never happens to the other fellows indeed. Another, Although Lazenby is often knocked for his acting and at times it does sound like he's putting on a bad Sean Connery accent, he generally gets the important bits right. <laughs> <laughs> Diana Rigg sorry I feel so bad to shot I feel like a terrible friend right now Diana Rigg is the star of the show and every time she's on screen she shines agreed the first and final 30 minutes of the film are the best parts and the relationship between Bond and Tracy seems genuine particularly when set to Louis Armstrong's we have all the you time like in the that. world the problem with the film <laughs> the problem the problem with the film is the middle hour and a half same yeah. thing we all said not counting the ski chase and avalanche scene of course Blofeld is a bad Lex Luthor <laughs> and his evil plot is correspondingly uh. ridiculous. The angels of death are caricatures that cross the line into the offensive and Bond uh, poses a, as a renowned geologist. Come on, man. Uh, however, the film's greatest crime is that it ruins the relationship between Bond and Tracy. The best thing the film had going for it with bad writing. Do we really need Bond to bang every single one of the angels of death? Fair. No, we didn't. Fair. Uh, well, damn, okay. When I read Sean, just, yeah, I, was I feel really bad for judging him. I, I, am, I am put in my place. I'm just saying. Sean in came some, in just oh, well, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in some in some oh in some OHMSS is a good movie that with better writing could have been a great movie. It's not as fun as Thunderball, which I gave a seven. So it's OHMSSS is six point five out of ten. Sure, whatever. Okay, right. I feel really bad for giving giving him a little bit of judgment. That was a yeah. Ironically, he like said ninety percent of what we said in the course a lot yeah. differently, but sure. Didn't even change the score, so there you go. 
But hey, yeah. we still appreciate it. That's, that's, that's very a nice, nice shot. That's a nice Good score. job. Yeah, Came in perfectly. Yeah, nice yeah. He knew ahead of time yeah. the room. Oh, man. All right. Was, so overall, oh. we give it a six. Like I said, that's just the weird thing about averages. It comes out like it's fine, but it was not. Really means check it out. No. Well, guys, <laughs> I, legitimately, this is maybe one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. I That's true. True. Yeah. I, I love I, this episode. Truly episodes where we can talk a lot. Of I shit hope Sarah yeah, doesn't like, think less I, of me as a person by the end of it. But I, I deeply, deeply I, I will say. It. This is a contentious thing to say. I, we said a lot of stuff, and I think I really appreciate that everybody was like, "Yeah, it was a lot of things were said," and I, I think it was, it was really, it was really great and kind of a releasing experience to kind of like talk about this. And like, I, I've been stressed about it since Katie brought that up and kind of put all this to about children and the fact that I was able to say this now. Like, I feel like just like I feel on my bowels unclenching. Like this, this like stressor has gone, and you guys have really relieved that. That sounds weird. Uh, please continue <laughs> on. <laughs> like enjoying a film as a you know 30 year old person and being like but i don't want yeah. my children to watch this yeah until and, they're and, a teenager. And, and, and i think this is the difference like i think the the comparison that i come to birth of a nation is the best poll i think ben had the best poll there for this contextually the one that always comes back to mind is that we need to continue to study the cinema of joseph goebbels to un, to give us an inoculation to it like like people need to study the bad things and the bad things at which they were skillful and used in history in terms of propaganda to understand how to do that. Like I'm never at any point saying that we shouldn't watch this and that enjoyment can't be taken about it. Like you can watch some of those things like, like uh, Lenny Riefenstag, like some of the shit she puts together. It is like revolutionary and it's unfortunate that she was who she was. Uh, I don't know her history well enough, Ben. I'm sure you can you can fill in some stuff. But the point is, is like there are she, bad people we, in history that we still we have to talk about. Film studies class, and um, she is straight up a Nazi. Don't let anyone tell you she's not a. No, Nazi. she's a Nazi. She's straight up. She's straight people up a Nazi. She was straight up the Nazi camera from lady. Nazi stuff. Be like, oh, she showed Jesse Owens winning in the Olympia. But fuck you. No, she was a Nazi. Like, oh god, fuck, yeah. fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Because she's a Go good director yourself. does not make her not a Nazi. Yeah, no. Which is, which is, I think the key point is that, you know, it's scarier to think about the Nazis out there that are good directors. It's, it's easy in the era of Trump to make everybody a dumb villain like him. It's, it's easy to make them into, you know, but there's, you know, truly evil people that are good at things out there. That's Well, and I think we're at a very, you know, there's an interesting thing happening right now with um, actors who played cops. And a lot of them are coming out and saying, I'm donating huge portions of my salary to anti-police brutality protesters because, I feel like I've helped propagate this poor image of, uh, you know, cops under fire and this you know, idea that, like, there's this whole idea of, like, why do the cops feel like they're an occupying army and not justice of peace? You know, there's this whole kind of idea. And, like, particularly in the way we present cops in media a lot of times, it is very much, like, them against the world. And so there is kind of this thing of, like, well, what has that media done to the police and to us and the way we think about the police? And so I think there's a very much a value in, in analyzing what media does to us as a culture because it does repeat and it does continue the same ideas over and over again. And so it's one of the things where it's like, if we throw all the Bond films in the trash one day, I'll be sad, but, like, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to jump in the fire with them. You know, if, if it if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. And so I think that's why I really appreciated this doc, this discussion, because I think everyone came at it with ah. a very interesting angle. And we also talked about the Bring It On franchise, which is what yeah, that is. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, we got this right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the perfect segue. Let's do it. All right. Six films, Jack. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. In so 2000, we have the first film called. Bring it on. Second film called. Obviously. 2004. Bring it on again. The third film in 2006. And, and this, okay, so here's here's where things are going to start to get complicated. Every film after this has a subtitle. So it's every film after this is called Bring It On with a subtitle. So all you need to know is this was the first one was All or Nothing, right? Correct. Yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. All right. 2007, okay. I got the fourth film. I got You're this. halfway through yeah. there. And it's a winner. In it to win in 2007, in it to win in 2009, fifth film. We gotta get to the finish because we're gonna fight to the finish. Five out of five, ladies and gentlemen. Five five out of five. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is the one I don't know. They finally came back three years ago, 2017. Really? What? What? Yep. 2017. Bring it on is still a franchise, bitch. It's still on. New generation. It's not called the new generation, Jack. It is bring it on, colon. Worldwide, and then there's like a hashtag, and then something. I don't remember. Well, it's pretty I think good. It's, it, it's 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 like cheer something, it's right? Cheer it's like S. cheer bitch. Cheer. I Mac. You're very close. Smack? You're very close. I will. Give oh it my god, that was so close. Honest to God, did not I think know it's pretty there good. More than I think we gotta give it up. I think we gotta give it up. Props. God damn it! I I I wouldn't have gotten cheer smack. I remember. I remember seeing the franchise title. I want I want everyone to hear this. I need pristine silence to explain this to Peter. It is called Bring It On Worldwide. Hashtag. Cheer smack. The hashtag is part of the official title. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember. I remember the, the only reason I know about it. <laughs> oh. I remember oh the God. Reddit post about it and the title. I rem, all I remember is the funny Reddit posts about it. That's all. That's the only reason they know about that movie. All the I haven't seen that one, but I've seen every I've other seen, bring it on. I've seen I've seen the to go to bed at this point, so we gotta wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's 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 as, that's as good a place as yeah. we're going to end as any. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If y'all stuck around for probably our longest episode. Probably. Right? <laughs> it's two hours. Bonkett. Oh, He's so done with me. He's so fucking done with me. <laughs> oh, I have to edit this shit. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just getting all this commentary back here. My apologies, <laughs> dude. I, I just oh, 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 end it. It's just we're going. It's an hour forty minutes. Let's do something besides Bond. I think we need a break, and then yeah, uh, or we'll take next week off because I didn't release till Friday. <laughs> we'll figure something out. There are some good movies on VOD we can figure out. So. Let's do something different. <sighs> oh, boy. All right. Well, for everyone in the Movie Gang podcast, thank you all for listening. You can see all of our shows at TuscanShed.com. Uh, thank you to all of our significant others who put up with us <laughs> for this time period. Of course, referencing my lovely boyfriend in the back who's completely done with me tonight. Um, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, genuinely, this was such a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, thank you all for being awesome, folk. Thank you, my co my cast, my lovely folks. It's so lovely to see you all and talk about this stuff. And uh, let's roll call. I don't know. And Sarah, we might, be, <laughs> we might be a little burned out for bonds. We may take a break and do something I'm, different. Yep, but good. if not, either it's time to yeah. further or something different. 
Maybe it's the whole bring it on franchise I, 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 at this point. Di- diamonds, diamonds are forever may destroy me it's next week. Bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> like I think I'm very concerned to go watch this and be like, oh no, Bond is dead for me. But the good news is, is we'd all be on the same page of hating it. So at least there's that. It would, yeah. There's not really a defense of the next one no. <laughs> at all. No. Though it did lead to one of my favorite Bond uh, pictures, but that uh, is one picture. And that is a two-hour movie. So, uh, all right. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Uh, love you all. Uh, be safe out there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, have a good one. It's a it's, tough time out there, so appreciate podcast. you listening to this crazy episode. <laughs> This podcast is longer than the movie. Is it? No. no it was two hours. Wasn't no, it? yeah, maybe it's two hours. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, it was, cl- it was close. We got close. Right, we definitely- no, it's our The movie is too long. This podcast is fine. The movie's too long. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Why do editors make movies that are long? Too long. What? I don't know. All right. Uh, that's it. Oh, that, is, that's a, that, is a, that is a discernible, consistent <laughs> problem. <laughs> All right. See y'all later. Let's get the hell out of here.